Hello everybody and welcome to the next episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. In today's episode we'll be talking about THE Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad from five years ago, THE Suicide Squad. It's brand new, it's got THE in front of it, it's great, it's a lot of fun, and this is the non-spoiler review, which is going to be extremely hard to make considering everything that happens in the film. However, I'm going to try my best and let's get right into it. So yeah, this isn't a sequel, it isn't a reboot, it's just a... It's its own thing, that's the best way to describe it. It's its own thing, it's not completely detached from Suicide Squad back in 2016. However, even though a few characters are returning, the general life force of this film is one of a completely different nature. Completely different nature to the first film. I'm not going to say the first film too much because I just... I don't want to think about the film in the slightest, I want to just burn it, I want to destroy it with fire and never think of it again, but unfortunately, because it's one of the worst films in existence, I can't help but think about it. But for now, I'm talking about THE Suicide Squad, and let me tell you, THE Suicide Squad is tremendous. It's so funny, it's so bloody, it's so violent, it's so fresh, it's well acted, it's well scripted, everything is great. A few things that stand out for me, Idris Elba, he is so good in this film, he's amazing. John Cena's very good as Peacemaker, but Idris Elba as Bloodsport, even though he's essentially just the same character that Will Smith was playing in Suicide Squad back in 2016, how do I differentiate Suicide Squad and The Suicide Squad? You know what, I'm just going to call Suicide Squad trash. So from now on, if I say the word trash, I'm referring to the 2016 Suicide Squad film, okay? Remember that. So Bloodsport is a contract killer, he's in jail, he's got daughter problems, that's Bloodshot from Trash, okay? That's exactly the same situation that Deadshot was in. And by the way, Deadshot and Bloodsport, these names are going to start getting mixed up every once in a while. I'm going to be starting calling them Bloodshot and Deadsport, even though Bloodshot's a Vin Diesel film, which is also Trash, but I'm not going to call that one Trash because Suicide Squad is Trash. So we've got Bloodshot and Trash is just the same character as Deadsport. No, no I've said it, no. Dead, Deadshot, Deadshot, yeah, Deadshot in Trash is the same character as Bloodsport in this. So I feel like they probably could have just recast him. They could have just recast Will Smith as Idris Elba. Because when you're having the main black lead just be exactly the same type of character, it feels a little bit cheap. It feels like there should be more range for these actors to delve into. And I would have liked to have seen a wider library of characters used for the main characters. However, for every other character in this film, they are so unique. And I guarantee you will not have seen some of these superpowers ever before. You've got Polka Dot Man. You've got a shark that talks that's played by Sylvester Stallone. A shark that talks is one thing. A shark that talks in the voice of Sylvester Stallone. That's an entirely different story and it works to this film's benefit so much. It's hilarious. He's great. He's one of the MVPs of this film. Bloodsport, with his weapons, so good. I loved his weapons so much. They would change, they would adapt. It's like when you add attachments to different guns. For a lot of it, I was thinking that could just be a Nerf gun that he's just adding different attachments to different scopes to and everything. It was crazy. It was so fun to see. I still don't know what was actually going on with it. It was sort of like nanotech or whatever, but these things that we don't get explained, that's never an issue because we don't really need to know the whole ins and outs of what's going on with that situation. Everything else that happens is just a blast from start to finish. 
There's so much humour in this film and there's so much fun without heart. And I'm kind of glad because these characters are villains. And I haven't thought about it until just now. But maybe the reason there isn't a heart is because of that aspect. And you see so many films that try to sympathise bad guys or sympathise any character. And you feel a real emotional weight to it. There is no emotional weight to this film whatsoever. And it felt so refreshing to see a comic book film, or any film for that matter, not have empathy per se, not have an emotional weight dragging it down. Because there are so many films that chances are will make me cry. I cry at a lot of films. You know, Space Jam almost made me cry. Fast and Furious 9 made me cry. Black Widow didn't make me cry, thank God. But there are so many other films that do make me cry because of how emotional they can get. This film has none of that. And to its benefit, I'm kind of glad if it did try and make me sympathetic towards the bad guys. I mean, Joker kind of did that, but to me, he's not a bad guy. To me, he's just a misunderstood good guy. So, yeah, films like that that DC have brought out before, I have cried at and I have thought there's a lot of emotions in check here. The Suicide Squad has none of that. Even when Trash tried to get emotional five years ago, it didn't work. This film doesn't try and it doesn't need to. And it works so well because of that. So well. So the main gist of it is there's a ragtag of villains that have been put in prison and this Task Force X, the Suicide Squad as it's known, they have to go and do a mission and if they succeed in the mission they'll get 10 years off their sentence. It's never that easy and hence the name, it's a Suicide Squad, it's a suicide mission, they're not expected to all return. And one thing that Trash did, which I wasn't a fan of, was how the majority do end up surviving. This film, yeah. This film, yeah. That's all I can say. This film lives up to the name. That is the best way I can call it. And so I had so much fun with it. This film excels so much from having an R rating and being 15 rated. Because what so many films nowadays do is tone it down to try and secure an easier rating for more accessible viewings and for kids, blah, blah, blah. Marvel do it all the time. They have so many 12 rated films, but it works. That's what Marvel does and it works every single time. DC, on the other hand, are more advanced with going for these risks even though Marvel have Deadpool, but I'm hesitant to see how Deadpool is actually going to work after the Disney merger. With DC, they've had a string of R-rated gritty films recently. You've had Joker, they've had Zack Snyder's Justice League, there was Birds of Prey last year. And now this, this is extremely violent and extremely sweary and bloody and amazing in all the right ways for that. This film really is no holds barred, not for your grandparents, not for the kids. It's just a gritty adult superhero film, or supervillain film, I should say. And it feels so refreshing to see this, especially on the big screen after so long. Everything works well in the sense that the cast have such a great dynamic of complete misfits that shouldn't really work well together. You shouldn't have a woman that controls rats working with a contract killer, working with a shark, working with a guy who's all about maintaining the peace, even though he's willing to kill women and children to get it. These groups of people should not work, realistically. And a polka dot man. A polka dot man, for God's sake. A man that literally rashes in polka dots. This should not work. But it does. And there's so much fun to be had with the dynamics of the characters, whether it's the banter, whether it's the bickering, everything from start to the finish. It works. And there's so many surprises to be had with this film. There's so many surprises. You don't know how things are going to end up for some characters. You don't know where they're going to go. You don't know what they're going to do. It's just so good to see a film that genuinely keeps you guessing. Literally from the start. 
from the very start, you are constantly guessing as to what's going to happen. And it's great because it's like a whodunit, but who's going to survive it? That's the best way I could think to call it. And yes, a lot of people may think, oh, there's such a big name in that film. They're obviously going to make it to the end and smaller known characters. They're obviously not going to make it out, but it just constantly keeps you on your toes. And that's one of the most surprising things about the film. I wasn't sure that I'd actually be able to do that because of how well known certain characters are, certain actors are. You know, people like John Cena, lately he's been on a seriously good run of getting lead roles again and again and supporting lead roles so you've had him in fast and furious just a couple of weeks ago you had him in bumblebee a couple of years ago he's becoming a seriously good actor and even more of a household name than he probably already has been recently and so when you're putting him up against the likes of idris elba as the leading man the two chew the scenery so well and it's just so good to see them going back and forth at each other because you didn't really expect I, for one, I'll throw my hands up and say I wasn't sure how well they would work together because even though they both work great by themselves, I was then thinking, would they really work together? And they did. They really did. Idris Elba in this film is just sensational. I'm always a huge, huge, huge Idris Elba fan, but this may be one of my favourite roles that he's taken up. He's so good in this, much like he was in Hobson Shaw as a villain. In this, as a villain, but kind of a good guy, he was just so fun, he was so good, and I'm so jealous of all of his weaponry, but that's probably a bad thing for me to say. Either way, he's great, he's so good in this. I won't say too much about the rest of the cast, because a lot of them could be surprises, and I want you to go in expecting nothing really, and then being surprised by everything that does happen, and how much screen time every other character gets. Harley Quinn, of course, you know, Margot Robbie, she's terrific once again. I'm not a huge fan of how her character was written, towards the middle of the film or the first third of the film exactly I just wasn't really enjoying where she was going with it but then by the time it gets to where it's going and then you realize why it's gone the way that it has it made a lot more sense but that being said I wasn't fully enjoying what they were doing with her character up until the point in which it became clear why they did it because this is a character we've seen five years now and she's even had her own movie so we know that margot robbie can clearly act the hell out of harley quinn and we know she brings such a great harley quinn to the table but in this film they sidelined her i really wasn't loving the direction it was going but then then she stars in one of the best scenes i've seen in a comic book film in a very long time it's so good and i'm so excited for people to see it you'll know it when you see it of course it's just it's terrific it's one of the most enjoyable and fresh and vibrant, the most vibrant and most uniquely stylistic shot sequences I've seen in so long. It's terrific. So I really hope people enjoy that as much as I did. And towards the end, her character does get so much justice and she's great throughout. It's just towards the start, I was really thinking, where are they going with this? Where are they going with it? Because I'm not loving it. But this is only because the dynamic of the rest of the Suicide Squad was setting up so well and then to cut to Harley Quinn doing something I wasn't loving it felt a bit too harsh in contrast but it was fine in the grand scheme of things because of how well her character arc ended up coming all the way around again it was just that first little corner I was thinking I'm not loving this I wish they would do something different I was I was worried I was worried thinking they've ruined this character but boy did they do her justice towards the end it was so good and I mean, every other thing that happened in the film, every other aspect of it, it was just brilliant. Cinematography was fantastic. Right from the very first shot, the very first shot, 
it's so gorgeous and it never lets up throughout the rest of it music choice throughout was brilliant character choice was brilliant the characters that you wouldn't expect to see on screen they bring such a unique take to it all and i doubt we will see the likes of this again unless we get a sequel and we get more random characters which would be fine i'd be fine with that and that'd be great but what we get here is just such a fun and vibrant and funny film it's fun and it's funny that's the big thing it's fun and it's funny not only does it have an insane amount of comedy to have with it there's insane amount of thrills, tension, stakes, character arcs, acting, everything from the smallest little detail to the biggest thing. It's just brilliant. It's so fun. It's exactly what a Suicide Squad movie should be. It's far from perfect. Of course it's far from perfect. But no Suicide Squad film should ever be perfect. It should just be fun for what it is. It should just be a cool two hour runtime maybe a bit too long in parts it could have easily been trimmed down to around the two hour mark so i believe this film is about two hours 12. i'd probably suggest maybe cutting 10 minutes or so off the runtime nothing major but just make it a smoother ride because the pacing throughout is fantastic there's just a couple of scenes that slow it down here and there maybe not for its own benefit only because the rest of it is so fast paced it, the slower scenes really kind of weigh it down a little bit more especially when there's no emotion to be had with it if the slow scenes did include a sense of heart and warm nature, then absolutely, that'd be great. I'd be 100% fine with that. But when the slower scenes don't really feature that aspect that's missing throughout, they do tend to feel a little bit slower than they should. That being said, the runtime is completely fine. I was okay with it. I had no objections to it. And the humour that could be had and the violence that ensued throughout it was just so ridiculous. It really never lets up from the very first scene to the very end there's just violence throughout it's brilliant and so like i said it's not perfect no film like this should be perfect it's rough around the edges it's like a diamond in the rough the fun to be had with it justifies it not being smoothened out and it just works on every aspect james gunn has created such a fun and exciting film with this is it a masterpiece probably not but it never needed to be it really never needed to be all it needed to be was A, an improvement on the last one, and B, a wild, exciting, different ride. And that's exactly what it did, and exactly what it was. It set out to do everything it needed to do, entirely justified. The justification is just through the roof. It's through the roof. It really cements the need for the in front of Suicide Squad. This is the Suicide Squad. This is the pinnacle of the characters. It's the pinnacle of the scenario, pinnacle of everything. It's just so fresh. It's so fun. Watch it. Go and watch it. And then, you know what you can do after you've watched it? You can listen to my in-depth spoiler review for it. And you won't be disappointed. You may be, well, yeah. Some people may be disappointed. But I, for one, hope you aren't. And at the end of the day, I really hope you aren't disappointed with this film, of course. So, this has been Suicide Squad. No, this has been THE Suicide Squad. This hasn't been trash. This has been... The Suicide Squad, Suicide, how do you say it? The Suicide Squad has been tremendous. It's been such a fun film. It's up there with probably one of the films of the year. It's definitely one of the most fun comic book films of the year. However, Marvel have got a big slate coming out with Eternals, with Shang-Chi, with Spider-Man. I'm so excited for Shang-Chi. But this is DC's time right now. This is 100% DC's time. With Zack Snyder's Justice League, with The Suicide Squad, I'm hyped for what the future holds for DC and what these characters' futures hold as well. I'm all for James Gunn returning. 
He's going to be going back to Marvel to do Guardians of the Galaxy 3 now, but I'm excited for him if he wants to come back and do anything more for DC. This has been The Suicide Squad. I've been Kieran. I've had a blast. I hope you have too. Go and watch it, and I will catch you in the next episode of You Can't Handle the Truth.